You are Locked On Vols, your daily Tennessee Volunteers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Balls, your team every day. My name is Josh Ward. Thank you for being here on today's show as we are halfway through the week. There is a lot to talk about with Tennessee continuing to get a lot of attention. There is a lot of talk around Tennessee football, not only in Knoxville, not only in the state of Tennessee, but around the southeast. And I think around the world of college football, there's a lot of attention on Tennessee because of its recruiting success here in the last couple of weeks. I'm going to talk more about that on today's show, the discussion involving Tennessee and its goal to compete for championships. Is Tennessee being set up to do that with what's happened here in the last couple of weeks and maybe the last couple of years with Jeremy Pruitt as the head coach? I'll talk about that in segment number one, Barrett Slee of CBS Sports talking about what Tennessee has done here over the last couple of weeks. There's also a bit of a qualifier to what Tennessee has done over the last couple of weeks with the 18 commitments in the 2021 class. There's a difference in the comparison of what the Vols have done and some of its top peers. I'll explain that coming up in segment number two, and it gets back to a question that I think was a good one that I was asked by a Tennessee fan here in the last couple of days. And then in segment number three, really exciting news came out on Tuesday involving Tennessee basketball and former Tennessee basketball players. I'll tell you about it, and I'll explain why I'm excited to see it. Also, why it's another good sign with Tennessee's basketball program. I'll get to that here today as well on Locked On Vols. It's part of the Locked On Podcast Network, and the show continues to be brought to you by Built Bar. BuiltBar.com is the website to check out, and remember to use the promo code Locked On. that's one word, Locked On at BuiltBar.com to get $10 off your first order. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code Locked On for $10 off your first order. So with Tennessee having the success it has over the last couple of weeks, there's just a lot of talk around Tennessee. Paul Feinbaum on the SEC Network was talking about Tennessee. I saw the uh, the Tennessee Twitter account share his quote, and, and why wouldn't you? With the subject being Tennessee football, Paul Feinbaum, who is a UT alum, said this about Jeremy Pruitt and his recruiting at Tennessee. Quote, he's getting players that Tennessee has not gotten in a long time. No matter how you slice it, Jeremy Pruitt's recruiting has been the story of this spring. And it's certainly a bigger story with Tennessee fans than it is other fans, but here in the last few days, it's even been a big discussion among Georgia fans and Florida fans. And uh, other college football fans are at least paying attention when Tennessee continues to kind of lead the headlines. When Tennessee got Dylan Brooks, it's one of the top headlines on ESPN's college football page. When Tennessee landed Terrence Lewis, had a lot of attention on social media. Here's one of the top... 10 to 20 players in the country who has just announced his commitment to Tennessee. And then all those players in between and after. Remember, Tennessee landed a couple of guys on Sunday. Tennessee landed Colby Smith on Monday. Eight commitments in nine days is going to get you a lot of attention. And now Tennessee has the most commitments in the country in the 2021 class. On Friday, talking to Barrett Salee of CBS Sports on Sports 180, we talked about the run that Tennessee had been on. At that point, Tennessee had landed Dylan Brooks and Kamara Wilcox and Joya Nixon. And then the day before, Tennessee had the top JUCO running back in the country, Tyon Evans, and then linebacker Terrence Lewis announced their pledges to the Vols. And I asked Barrett Lee of CBS Sports what he thought about the run that Tennessee has been on. It's been really remarkable, and I think it goes to something that I said a long time ago that, you know, Jeremy Pruitt... Uh, while he might have flaws as an on-the-field coach, uh, he's never done this before. So you have to expect 
um, you know, some issues because it's really hard to be a head coach in college football. So while you, you had that, while you've expected that, and honestly, while Tennessee fans actually saw that, uh, he was also busy, you know, building a staff and, and building connections and building uh, relationships that, that allowed uh, this past week to happen. So, um, you know, this is, this is why he was hired. This is why he was hired. And you combine what happened this week with, you know, a, a six-game winning streak and, and progress and momentum and, and a, a feeling that Tennessee is going to be back sooner rather than later. I, I think it, it absolutely, um, you know, confirms that he was the right choice no matter what happened during that critical, crazy offseason. And, uh, and like I said, and like we talked about, you know, during, during Shiano week that, um, you know, Tennessee fans were right, maybe not about everything they said and did, but uh, the fact that they rose up against Greg Shiano as a head coach uh, and, and now they ended up where they are right now, I think it, um, it goes to show that, uh, that they were right and, and vindicates the fan base a little bit. Barrett Salee of CBSSports.com, and I'm sure most Tennessee fans are going to enjoy hearing that from Barrett, and we'll agree, and also really do enjoy seeing what they are right now from Jeremy Pruitt and his coaching staff, and that's part of this as well. Jeremy Pruitt brought Jay Graham back to Knoxville, and Jeremy Pruitt hired T. Martin before last year, and Jeremy Pruitt hired Jim Chaney to be the offensive coordinator, and I think with the recent run by Tennessee getting several highly touted defensive players committed. Derek Ansley has gotten a good amount of credit there. And then, of course, Brian Niedermeyer, he's a big fan favorite, especially on social media. If you're on Twitter, you're probably a huge fan of Brian Niedermeyer. So the uh, the recruiting success that Tennessee has had, the momentum that Tennessee has built is really important, and Tennessee needs to keep it going. I know I offer that up every time, but it is worth pointing out, Tennessee still has to hold on to Terrence Lewis and Dylan Brooks and the rest of these players, which you know, and Jeremy Pruitt knows that as well. But part of it is, how does this class hold up? What can you add to this class? And Tennessee, I think, will be adding to the class before the weekends. By the time we get to next Monday's show, I don't think we'll be talking about Tennessee only having 18 commitments. I think there's a good chance Tennessee will be in the 20s at that point. So there's more work to be done, but Tennessee has put itself in a position to be a part of this conversation. And on Tuesday's show, Mike Griffith and I talked about it. On Monday's show, Blake Lovell of Locked on SEC stopped by, and he likes Tennessee's chances to at least compete in the SEC East this upcoming year. I don't know if I'm ready to say that, although you can also factor in what these teams are having to face. George having to play Alabama as well as Auburn from the SEC West, that's not going to be easy. Tennessee knows what it's like to have to play Alabama. It does every year. Georgia gets that this year. And if Georgia beats Alabama, well, then that's a really scary thought of what the Bulldogs might be this year. But if Georgia goes down, well, that could help Tennessee in trying to catch Georgia. It also could help Florida. Tennessee, though, has Florida at home. So the Vols are going to have you know, at least as good of a chance as you can ask for to knock off the Gators in September. If Tennessee can beat Florida, then competing for a chance to win the SEC East is a legitimate possibility. Beating Georgia later in the year will be difficult, and trying to beat Alabama will be really hard. And And the other games I don't think are gimmies. I don't think South Carolina on the road's a gimme, and I don't think Kentucky is a gimme for Tennessee, but Kentucky at home is one that Tennessee should win. And I think Tennessee going to South Carolina, that's one where Tennessee, I think, will look at it and say, well, hey, if, if we're supposed to be the best team in the SEC East, we need to win this game. So it's really about the conversation being, can Tennessee compete in the division? And I think the answer should be, yes, Tennessee can at least be competitive while recognizing it's rightfully the underdog going in. But if you take the 
two to three, three to four year look at the SEC East, the way that Tennessee is recruiting, the reputation that Jeremy Pruitt and his coaching staff has as coaches and guys that can develop players, fans are going to expect Tennessee to be in that kind of position. And and with the money Tennessee puts into it, you should expect that to be the case. Now, as I've also continued to add, there is more work to be done. I'll lay out some numbers that show that that is the case, even while Tennessee sits at number two in the country in the recruiting rankings by both Rivals and 247. Something Clemson did on Tuesday offers a reminder, so do some of the other SEC schools. I'll explain what I'm talking about coming up next right here on Locked On Vols, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You can listen to the show anywhere you find your podcasts, Apple, Google, Spotify. You can also tell your smart speaker at home to play podcast, Locked On, V-O-L-S. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I had a question from Corey earlier in the week that I think was a fair one. It was after Colby Smith announced his commitment to Tennessee on Monday afternoon. And Corey asked the question, when do we start letting kids go for bigger fish? Or does the coaching staff keep them around? What do you think? It's a good question. And my initial reaction is, if Tennessee's coaches believe that they have a chance to land players who are not just higher rated, but also rank more highly on the coaches board. Remember, there are recruiting rankings from the sites, and then there are the coaches recruiting board rankings. And I'll bet you they're going to be pretty similar. But if Tennessee staff decides, you know what, we have a chance to get a player that we like a little bit better here at receiver or running back or any position, you name it, then Tennessee's coaches would make that move. How do I know? They've done it before in the last couple of years, and pretty much every coaching staff says, hey, you know what, we appreciate your commitment, but we're actually probably going to go in a different direction. You might want to look somewhere else. So my answer would be, Corey, I think if Tennessee believes it can upgrade the level of talent within the class, it will do that. Tennessee has 18 commitments for the 2021 class. If you look at the 247 Sports Composite Rankings, six of those 18 commitments are four or five-star prospects. So a third of Tennessee's class is made up of four and five-star prospects. Here's how that compares to other schools that rank pretty highly. The schools that you would expect Tennessee would be competing with and recruiting and then would ultimately try to compete with on the field. Georgia's class, which right now has just seven commitments, has six four- or five-star commitments. Five, four-star, one, five-star prospect is committed to Georgia. So more than 85% of Georgia's class is made up of four- and five-star players. Tennessee's class is made up of a third of four- and five-star players. How about Florida? Florida is near Tennessee in the recruiting rankings. The Gators are fifth in the national rankings. Seven of the 12 commitments are four- or five-star players. So Florida has six less commits, but one more four- or five-star player. They don't actually have any five-stars. They're all four-star players. So 58% of Florida's class is made up of four- or five-star players. How about LSU? 62.5%. Clemson picked up a five-star prospect 
Will Shipley on Monday. Clemson is in the ACC, of course, but it does recruit against Tennessee, and the Vols would ultimately look to be at Clemson's level. All 10 of Clemson's commitments for the 2021 class are four or five-star prospects, 100%. Ohio State, it's 82.3%. Notre Dame, 75%. Texas, 75%. You might wonder about Alabama. Alabama only has three commitments so far for 2021, so there's a ton of work to be done there for Nick Saban. Two of the three commitments are four or five-star prospects. So then you might ask, okay, well, how did things play out last year? How should Tennessee be compared to how the top schools did in the 2020 class? The number one class in the country, according to the composite ranking, was signed by Georgia. 76% of those players had a four- or five-star rating. They had a bunch of five-stars in that class. Number two class in the country was Alabama. 84% of the class was made up of four- or five-star players. Number three class, Clemson, 74%. LSU came in fourth. 71% of the class had a four- or five-star rating. Ohio State, 68% of the class had a four- or five-star rating. Again, Tennessee currently is at 33%. If the remaining seven spots were made up of four- or five-star players, Tennessee would be at 52% of the class. That still would not be all that close to the top five classes in the country last year or the top five players, if you rank them out just by percentage, for 2021. That's one reason I say that Tennessee has more work to do. That's also why I would answer Corey's question with, yeah, I think if Tennessee's coaching staff says, you know what, we have a chance to go get this guy or that guy, we probably need to let a couple of our current commitments go, Tennessee's coaching staff would do that. I think just about every staff, especially in the SEC, would make that decision. And my guess is Tennessee will probably be at that point. I think Tennessee will continue to ride this momentum and Tennessee will continue to land highly touted players. That will leave very little room remaining in the class. Like if Tennessee adds a couple of guys... That's 80% of the class that's wrapped up at that point. So there won't be many spots left. If Tennessee continues this momentum and Tennessee is able to get in position with a number of not only highly ranked guys, but again, players that they really covet, then I think Tennessee will do what it believes is necessary to go after those players. There's also a chance that some of Tennessee's commitments who are three-star players end up getting bumped to a four-star ranking. There will be ranking adjustments. So this is not a finalized ranking list. And that's something that could happen as well. So this is all very fluid, but I would also say there is a bit of a qualifier to Tennessee's class. It ranks number two in the country. One reason Tennessee's class is ranked number two in the country is that it has so many commitments. It has 18 commitments. There is a lot more work to be done for schools like Florida, who has 12, Georgia, who has seven, or Alabama, who I mentioned, has three. That does not take away from what Tennessee has done recently. And these last two weeks would be why I would say, yeah, Tennessee is going to continue to be in a really good position with a bunch of highly ranked players. So if this comes back to Corey's question, will Tennessee staff start to maybe push some of the commitments away from Tennessee to make room for other players who rank more highly on their board? Yeah, I think Tennessee's coaching staff would absolutely do that. And the numbers say that Tennessee probably needs to do that if it wants to reach the level on the field that it hopes to reach. And also, to compare Tennessee to its 2020 class, which had a really good finish, but also fell short of schools like Alabama and Georgia and LSU within the conference, last year Tennessee signed 13 players who had a four- or five-star ranking in the 2020 class. If Tennessee fills up the next seven spots with four- or five-star ranked players, Tennessee would be at 13 for 2021 as well. And I'll also add Tennessee's top two players, 
Terrence Lewis and Dylan Brooks, they're a couple of top 25 players in the class. So they do rank more highly than where Tennessee was last year with its top players. Harrison Bailey was just inside the top 100. These two guys are inside the top 25. So Tennessee's top couple of players are more elite than what Tennessee signed a year ago. We know Jeremy Pruitt wants to take Tennessee's recruiting to an even higher level. I can promise you Jeremy Pruitt is going to do what he believes is necessary to take Tennessee to that level. And we'll talk more Tennessee recruiting over the next couple of days as the Vols hope to have a big weekend coming up with this 2021 class. Coming up next here on Locked on Vols in the final segment for today's show, there was news with former Tennessee basketball players that I think is really exciting. And it also is another reminder of we really need to get sports back here this summer. I'll tell you about that coming up next right here on Locked On Vols, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Remember today, brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and you can get $10 off your first order using promo code LOCKEDON. I love my Built Bars at home. Check it out for yourself. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCKEDON to get $10 off your first order. I have to admit, I got pretty excited when I saw this on Tuesday. The Tennessee alumni team for the basketball tournament was announced on Tuesday. The team name is going to be the Volunteers, and it has a bunch of former University of Tennessee players on it. The team has kind of been put together by Bobby Mays. He's actually going to be the GM and the coach of the team, and here is the roster that was released by the Volunteers on Tuesday. Chris Lofton, Wayne Chisholm, Kevin Punter Jr., Jarnell Stokes, Scotty Hobson, Robert Hubbs, Duke Cruz, John Fields, Melvin Goins, and Cameron Tatum are all going to play for Tennessee. Ron Slay's involved. He's going to be an assistant coach. So is Juwan Smith. Also, uh, Kenny Hall was added to the roster, and Tyler Smith is going to be involved as an assistant coach as well. One of the first things that came to mind is, man, that really spans a number of different coaches. As Ron Slay played for Jerry Green and then Buzz Peterson, and then you have several players from the Bruce Pearl, Conzo Martin, Donnie Tyndall eras, and of course, Rick Barnes, the most recent coach, as he was a guy that was a uh, a really important figure in Kevin Punter turning things around, talking about what Rick Barnes was able to do for Punter in his senior season. So you have a number of players, uh, I would say same with Robert Hubbs, uh, a number of players from a number of different coaches at the University of Tennessee. And before I talk more about them, just a little background information on the basketball tournament It's a tournament that takes place at a number of different locations during the summer. Some of the locations for this year are in Florida, Columbus, Las Vegas, Washington, D.C., West Virginia, Wichita. And I know I'm bringing this up with the state of sports being an unknown and on hold. I'll just go ahead and say this here. I really hope this takes place. I don't have to tell you about wanting sports to come back. This is scheduled to take place, the basketball tournament, in late July, early August. If you want to learn more about it, go to thetournament.com, thetournament.com to learn more about the basketball tournament. And Tennessee has talked about putting a team together for the last few years. And a few weeks ago, Bobby Mays announced, hey, we're putting a team together. And Ron Slay then said, yeah, I'm going to get involved with helping as well. And a lot of this roster is made up of the names that came to mind very quickly for me. You have Chris Lofton, an outside elite shooter for you. Robert Hubbs can shoot from the outside. Kevin Punter can shoot from the outside. You have Scotty Hobson and Kevin Punter that can also handle the basketball, get to the basket. Melvin Goins can help at the point guard position as well. Then you have Jarnell Stokes, 
who has been playing professionally since he left Tennessee. He spent a little time in the NBA. He's played overseas. He's played in the NBA Summer Leagues as well. And then uh, Wayne Chisholm, who's continued to play overseas. Duke Cruz is a guy that his time at Tennessee did not end well. He was at Tennessee for a couple of years, but was no doubt a, a talented athletic forward. And then John Fields helps bring some size as well. Cam Tatum, uh, a veteran at this point. He was a, a veteran at Tennessee, played for five years, and a guy that I really like a lot as well. I just think this is a really good team. I don't know if it's going to win, but I think Tennessee's got a shot here. I think Kevin Punter's a guy that actually deserves a look at the NBA. I, I don't know if he's an NBA player, but I think he has a game that could have a shot. Scotty Hobson's also spent some time in the NBA off and on. He's at least gotten some 10-day contracts over the last couple of years. So when I look at that roster... You have wings that can get to the basket. You have guys that can shoot from the outside. You have guys that can, I, th I think, rebound the basketball with Chisholm, Stokes, and John Fields. I like the makeup of this team, and I also think Tennessee fans are going to be following this team. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see some fans really kind of rally on social media. While most of the attention right now is on recruiting and will be on the upcoming season by July and August, the season won't be beginning in July or August, talking about college football. So if this does take place, then... I think Tennessee fans, by the time we get there, will be all in. I mean, look, we'll, we'll be all in with anything when it comes to sports. Right now, we're talking about Korean baseball airing in the middle of the night on ESPN. And I saw uh, Will Shelton of Game Day on Rocky Top say he hopes there's a Florida team so Tennessee can try to beat him again. And that's part of it as well. Uh, like Aaron Kraft, he's played in this basketball tournament, and there's a little bit of history with Aaron Kraft, the former Ohio State point guard, and Tennessee. So this is something for fans to look forward to. I'll again say let's all hope that it happens and that we can get back to sports because seeing this Volunteers team, I think that they really would have a chance to compete to win the whole thing. And by the way, it's a winner-take-all $2 million tournament. I should have mentioned that as well. So go to thetournament.com and learn a little bit more about it. I tweeted out a link to the roster so you can see it yourself. But the 2020 Volunteers team, you have guards, you have uh, guys in the post. Kenny Hall is, you know, he's an athletic big man as well. I just, I like the roster. I like the depth. And doesn't it say something about Tennessee basketball, the amount of players that Tennessee can fill up here, just guys that played at UT, and that's with several being in the NBA. Uh, guys who are playing in the NBA cannot play in the basketball tournament. You have to be out of the league right now. So Jordan McRae and Tobias Harris, Josh Richardson, Grant Williams, Admiral Schofield, they would not be eligible. Same, I guess, would apply with Jordan Bone and Kyle Alexander with them having NBA contracts. So you have a, a number of guys from Tennessee that are in the NBA right now, and then a bunch of guys that are still playing professionally that will be on this alumni team for the basketball tournament. Tennessee is a football school, and that's not really going to change. But let's not sleep on basketball. Look at the, the depth and the growth of Tennessee's basketball program. And if you check out recruiting, that's continuing as well for Tennessee basketball. So uh, something to look forward to, we hope, this upcoming summer, the basketball tournament with the Tennessee alumni team, the Volunteers, in it as well. I appreciate you being here on Locked on Vols today. We'll talk more about what's going on with Tennessee recruiting and kind of start to look ahead to what Tennessee is hoping to do this weekend as by the start of next week, Tennessee hopes to have a quarterback in the 2021 class. So I'll be talking about that over the next couple of days as well. If any news breaks, I'll cover it right here on Locked on Vols presented by Built Bar. Check out BuiltBar.com. Use promo code Locked On. You get $10 off your first order. Keep spreading the word to other Tennessee fans. Rating and reviewing the show on Apple Podcasts is a big help as well. I appreciate you being here. I'll see you tomorrow on Locked on Vols.